This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's more than just events. It's what they mean to your life. This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari. Welcome back to the show. Talking about Olympic athletes, greatness, and what are the traits that they have in order to make them great, and how we can put it into our lives to make ourselves a little bit greater. So let's dive in right away to the first. So yesterday I was on the road, like I said, and I had the opportunity to sit down with a Division One track and field star. So the two of us sat down, and I sort of picked his brain, being all blown away by the track and field, and Usain Bolt, and the whole team, and everybody running, and all that stuff. And I sat down with him, and I said, okay, listen, Give me the inside scoop as to what it really takes to be an Olympic athlete, right? Because lots of these athletes are just D1 players, right? That's what they are. Then these athletes are, they're, they're kids, they're college kids. You know, sometimes they go professional, but they're not, you know, you know you're not over 30, right? So it's that range of Division One athletics and, and a little bit higher in terms of age and professionalism. But that's sort of where it is. What does it take for someone to become an Olympic athlete. And I was a little shocked. I wasn't that shocked, obviously, but I was a little shocked by what he said. And with that, I want to jump into the first principle that that really has to go in. So he said to me basically that there's, let's say, track and field. So track and field, for example, has got a these two different seasons, as he explained to me. There's an indoor season and an outdoor season. And the indoor season begins um, somewhere in the wintertime. Right? There's the indoor track and field, and it begins in the wintertime. And so he was saying to me basically, like, when you're, a, when you're an athlete and you've got a, if you're on a Division One track and field team, the, the beginning, so to speak, is, um, is not, it's not the season, right? In order for you to be, get to a place where your body is peaking at season, you are training your body to slowly build an enormous amount of muscle and stamina over the course of time so that as you're building your body and building your body, you're building your body, it peaks during the meets, right? So what he was explaining to me is that he shows up at college. Now remember, remember that season begins in the winter, right? In Jan, in in uh, let's say January, February time, right? So he shows up at college in August, and already in August, life for a college athlete isn't fun and games, right? You're waking up in the morning at 5:30 and you're running, right? If you're a runner and you're running and you're training and you're running five to seven days a week plus your studies and then you go to the gym and you're in the weight room in the afternoon and then you're doing more tracks and more meets and more everything that you're doing the entire day is to build and build and build your body to a place in which it can become stronger and stronger and stronger over time and no athlete shows up in January or February and sort of like you know stretches and gets ready to go in December and blows through it Every athlete is training early every day 
all day, we were in between schoolwork, but basically all day, on the weekends, from August all the way through till January. And I was sitting in with him, and I was like basically getting this, that in order to become a professional college athlete, to be able to survive a meet in January, you have to begin the training for that meet in August. Because what Olympic athletes know that most of us don't is that greatness doesn't take place on the field. The field is where you deal with an enormously different set of challenges. The field isn't where you have to work your hardest to create the skills that you need to be successful. Where you create the skills that you need to be successful is where no one's watching. When no one's up. When no lights are on. True greatness is not when you're on the field. When you're on the field, it's an entirely different game, right? It's a it's a game of stress management. It's a game of execution of what you already know. It's a game of getting your mind right. That's a totally different exercise. The game is 100% mental. Getting you to an Olympic position to get in the games and compete at that level, that takes place in practice. And what Olympic athletes know that some people don't is that life is filled with people that just wing it. Life is filled with people that don't practice their jobs or lives or marriages or parenting or hobbies or spirituality enough. When we expect to be great in life, are we expecting to be great because we're naturally born into something? Well, everyone's naturally born into something. Right? Every athlete shows up with a natural talent. You're not standing in front of a Division I team or a high school team or an Olympic athletic program, and you're not talented. Talent isn't what takes you to the goal line. Talent is what gets you in the door. Training is what takes you to the goal line. Training is where you separate yourself from everybody else. And what most of us fail to do in life is spend enough time in training. This is the Charlie Harari Show with Charlie Harari on the Blaze Radio Network.